Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Bharati Jagdish together with Ryan Huang. Now, as all of us, I'm sure, are aware, because we've either passed a construction site before or lived near one for a period of time, they are the worst emitters of pollution, both of noise and carbon dioxide. So what can be done to make these sites more environmentally friendly? Yeah, I can imagine it, the dust, the noise. And if you look at what's happening there, there are a lot of vehicles and many of them powered by diesel, diesel machinery, and they are noisy, typically highly polluting. And this is where this company comes in, Amped Energy. So they are trying to transform the construction uh, landscape with what's an advanced IT-connected battery system to replace those dirty, noisy and hazardous diesel generators. Mm. The system is called the Entertainer and it cuts carbon emissions by 85% and noise by nearly 32 times. The Entertainer, by the way, has been deployed by companies such as Warhub. Warhub deployed it at the 296-unit One Holland Village Residences site. Four more sites to follow. And to tell us more about Entertainer, the technology behind it, and what else it might be used for... Uh, uh, we're joined now by Brandon Ng. He is co-founder and CEO of Amped Energy. Good morning, Brandon. Very good morning. Lovely to meet you, Bharati and Ryan. Great to meet you as well uh, over the phone, no doubt, and hopefully one day in person <laughs> at a quieter, cleaner construction site. Yeah, uh, I understand you're a sector-focused energy storage company. You envision an emissions-free future for construction globally, and you seem to be on your way there. Tell us more about what led you to start this company in the first place. Well, it, it was kind of a, a winding uh, path towards starting this company, but we really kind of found our footing. Uh, we've, we started the company in 2015, but we really found our footing around 2018, 2019, uh, when we realized that uh, these you know, really large and really powerful batteries could be used to actually power up an entire construction site. Um, I mean, the reason why we decided to really just focus and hone in on this was we realized that, you know, the world is urbanizing faster than it's ever been. But at the same time, there's also a need to drive decarbonization. And unfortunately, very often those two things are in, in conflict with each other because the, the construction process is very carbon intensive. Um, to quote some numbers, you know, the built environment uh, accounts for about 40 percent of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. And a big chunk of that is driven by the use of fossil fuels in the construction process. So about three, you know, 2018, 2019, we saw not only was it possible to power up an entire construction project without using fossil fuels and by using energy storage technology, we also realized it would address a lot of the operational issues that come with the use of fossil fuels in the, in the construction process. Um, and, uh, and, you know, ever since then, substantial number of construction projects uh, here in Hong Kong have now adopted our, our products, over 60 in Hong Kong. Uh, we've recently launched the uh, the very first project in Singapore with Wohup at the, the One Holland Village project, which is such an iconic project in a residential neighborhood. So we thought, you know, that would be a brilliant pro- a brilliant way to get started in Singapore. But hopefully that's just a start for, uh, for you know, a lot more projects that we're decarbonizing and cleaning up in uh, in the months and years to come. 
And Brendan, I love the word entertainer. It's a combination of the words energy and container. So it's a bit of a nod towards how you can contain um, batteries more efficiently. And just to dive a bit deeper into your background, you actually grew up in Brunei and you've got an engineering background. And how it all started appeared to be something to do with electric motorcycles. How do you end up with uh, the construction side? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting story. I mean, I've always had energy in sort of my blood, right? I, I you know, I grew up in Brunei. The, you know, Brunei is you know a bulk of the huge part of its economy is driven by the oil and gas, i.e., the energy sector. So I've always really been passionate about energy, but I've always been passionate about you know finding new ways to drive that forward and and seeing what we can do to to make that you know quote unquote better, right? Whatever that means, uh, you know, and you can define better in different ways. Um, you know, as with a lot of entrepreneurs, you start on one thing, you try a couple of things along the way, you see if they work. Uh, you know, we started off with trying to make these incredible electric motorcycles, uh, more of a sort of a passion and a hobby project. And we, you know, as you know, first time entrepreneurs back then, you know, we saw the challenges in building and scaling that business up. So we said, let's, you know, let, let's narrow down and let's focus in. And we decided to focus in on what we had at that point in time, which were the batteries that we had built for the electric motorcycle. And we said, could we build uh, a business around just the batteries and specifically so using those batteries to store energy in vast quantities in order to drive substantial amounts of, uh, of, of the energy transition uh, in the energy mix? Uh, because as engineers, we're really passionate about sort of making a difference and making a positive impact, but through the process of adopting technology. And through a sort of series of twists and turns, as I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs have uh, have taken in their entrepreneurship journey, we eventually sort of landed on the construction industry. We saw, you know, incredible opportunity um, and, and saw incredible opportunity to have a huge impact, but also to build sort of a business around that. And that was how he ended up what we're doing today. We decided to just focus and hone in on just this one thing mm. uh, in 2019. And we said we're going to be driven by what we think is possible for this sector. And that's captured in our vision statement, which is we're trying to create and we believe it's possible to create an emission-free future for construction. The technology sounds great. I'm just wondering why it wasn't feasible to be applied to electric motorcycles. Um, I guess it, it, it is feasible. I, I guess for us, it was more a commercial kind of consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, we were first-time entrepreneurs. We didn't really have a background with motorcycles or sort of, you know, heavy industrial manufacturing. And back then, we thought that was probably a cookie a little bit too big for us to be chewing off at that point in time. So we said, let's let's shrink that down. Let's focus in on just the batteries and see what we can do to build a business around that. And we learned a lot of things um, throughout the entire process, right? I think entrepreneurship is, is a process of, of discovery and growth. And, you know, we definitely uh, learned a lot of things and, you know, hopefully grew a lot along the way uh, in that process. Yeah, Brendan, I'm trying to wrap my head around how this works. So you've got a battery-powered generator. How does this plug into the construction site? Is it easy just to change things? Um, So we are actually charged up by the grid. Uh, Very often on a construction site, there is power from the grid available. Um, Unfortunately, very often that grid power supply is not sufficient to run all the very large machinery that you have on uh, the construction project. And historically, uh, what construction companies have uh, have always reverted to as a norm is to supplement that power connection that they get from the utility, which is typically a small connection with diesel generators. And it's all the large equipment on the construction site, the cranes, the hoist, the welders, the bar benders, the grafting station, you know, the list goes on. All that historically has been powered up by generators. What we do is we take a small portion of that uh, 
small power supply, 5-10% of that small power supply that's available from the grid, we use that to recharge the battery system. And then that battery system then powers up uh, the, you know, the, the entire construction site in place of those, uh, of those fossil fuel generators. And what that leads to is obviously, as you mentioned, substantial reduction in carbon footprint, substantial reduction in air quality pollution and, uh, and you know, dramatic reduction in noise. But at the same time, it also leads to a huge improvement in productivity because once you set up the entertainer on a construction project, you kind of just leave it there for the entire duration of the construction project. You don't need to refuel it, you don't need to maintain it, you don't need to operate it, it's fully automated. So it definitely helps with sort of manpower shortages uh, at, at the same time. Mm. Now, the solution, of course, seems to be successfully limiting carbon emissions. But how are you ensuring that the carbon footprint is even further minimized throughout the value chain? I mean, for example, we know from our experience with electric cars that emissions during the manufacturing process can be considerable. And even when it comes to charging, the cars are plugged into the power grid, which you mentioned as well. In many countries, the power grid is powered by fossil fuels. You mentioned plugging into the grid, but of course, it's still an improvement from the process that construction sites were using before, but it's not a perfect process. So how do you hope to further minimize the carbon footprint along the entire chain from manufacturing onwards? Um, So by the way, the number that I just gave you, the 85% reduction in carbon footprint, that's 15% that we haven't reduced, that's the carbon footprint of the electricity needed mm. to recharge the entertainer. So we're already factoring that in, right? right. Um, we, see it, we see it happening in, you know, how do we make further improvements beyond that? Yes. So firstly, on the, on the carbon emissions of the battery, of manufacturing the battery itself, you're right, they, they are definitely more than a diesel generator. But what we've actually, we've actually done a life cycle analysis of um, the entertainer, and we found that the typical payback uh, carbon payback for the additional carbon that's embedded in every entertainer when it rolls off the factory is about two to two to four months of operations. Two to four months of operations, and you actually pay back the additional carbon that's embedded into every entertainer compared to a generator. Um, and we're also trying to figure out ways that we can actually dramatically reduce the carbon footprint of the actual entertainer itself. Um, so that's one way through improvements in supply chain, through improvements in manufacturing process, and by also working very closely with our suppliers to make sure that they're also decarbonizing. But the second way that you, we see this uh, this 85% number sort of improving is grids all around the world are getting cleaner and cleaner with the adoption of renewable energy. So as the grid gets cleaner, the entertainer in its operations, when you're actually using it, also gets cleaner over time. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, that, you know, with, with a diesel generator, that doesn't change. Right? The carbon footprint of diesel is, is fixed, hmm. uh, whereas as the grid gets cleaner, we get cleaner at the same time. So these are sort of the two um, sort of, uh, you know, very easy ways that the entertainer gets greener and gets cleaner over time. And Brendan, let's talk about the take-up for the entertainer. You mentioned it's being used so far in many places. How much does it cost to use the entertainer and what are the cost savings like when you deploy it? Um, so we price ourselves in such a way that it's a very attractive commercial proposition for, uh, for construction companies, regardless of whether they choose to buy or whether they choose to lease the entertainers. And we offer construction companies both options. Uh, different construction companies prefer different things. Uh, so in either case, we provide a very attractive commercial value proposition. In certain cases, we're actually more cost-effective compared to, uh, to diesel fuel plus a diesel generator. We have seen the construction industry be hit quite hard by the pandemic. To what extent are the economic impacts of COVID-19 affecting uh, the take-up rate for the entertainer? 
I think it's actually gone. I think it's actually worked in our favor because what COVID-19, what the pandemic has done is it sort of um, aroused an awakening of the realization that, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the status quo, the old way of doing things needs to change. Um, and what we've seen is a massive shift in the property, real estate and construction industry in sustainability and the drive toward decarbonization. And the entertainer, obviously, with you know, the impact that it has, is pretty substantial. So uh, it's actually worked very, very strongly in our favor, you know, certainly here in Hong Kong. And you know, we definitely see a very, very strong interest uh, in Singapore uh, to move and drive toward not just decarbonization, but also you know, improving, you know, being, better, being a better sort of corporate citizen, um, and also improving productivity and improving efficiency and data transparency within the uh, the construction process as well, because these are all things that the uh, that the entertainer contributes to. So that's you know that's very you know, it's very exciting for us to be working with uh, WoHop and the Far East organization on the very first deployment. But I certainly hope that's uh, that's the first of many to come, and I certainly hope Singapore uh, you know uh, hopes that that's the first of many to come for cleaner, quieter, and safer and more productive construction. Now, when it comes to regulation for diesel generators, though, in Singapore, I mean, I hate to take you back to that, but uh, the reality is a lot of uh, sites might still be using those. When it comes to diesel generators, what sort of regulation do you think is needed and why do you think Singapore is really trailing behind other countries? I think, you know, one of the things I find really interesting about Singapore is it's now starting to take really concrete steps toward decarbonizing transportation by actively promoting um, electric vehicles. Um, we see a lot of opportunities for uh, for Singapore and for the, you know, for uh, for other countries and other cities to be uh, doing exactly the same thing. And you know, we think you know the country's prospects as it moves towards cleaner energy will become you know a lot brighter uh, as as it does that. I think regulations is always one thing uh, to to consider, but obviously you know not only do we think regulations are important in making this happen, we think it's also really important for companies like Amped Energy, um, innovation sort of frontiers and, you know, in, in pushing the innovation frontiers forward so that it, we kind of, we, we make it a bit of a no-brainer for the construction companies and the real estate industry to adopt products so that regulation, uh, you know, is necessary. But obviously, regulation is obviously something that we always want to try to see how we can move that ball forward. Perhaps you could also expand on, Brandon, how this type of technology can be applied to other sectors. Because, Going green is something that's in vogue nowadays, and it's also very, very necessary. So, for example, even in shipping, the idea of electrification is gaining ground. Where else can the entertainer be applied? So, Amped Energy itself is extremely focused on one thing, which is uh, construction and real estate. How do we drive um, you know, uh, the adoption of electrification? And move away from fossil fuels in the context of construction and uh, and real estate. We really focus on this because we really want to make sure that we're building the best products, the best technologies, uh, delivering incredible service for this one industry. And as a relatively small, you know, young startup company, we have to remain focused and we have to make sure that we don't spread ourselves too thin. So for the time being, we're extremely focused on this one uh, sort of use case. But the use case of energy storage more generally. I mean, there are lots of energy storage companies out there. Um, you know, they're, they're numerous, right? I mean, fossil fuel adopt, uh, transition is sort of a big uh, sort of... Uh, so anywhere where you find fossil fuels, it is possible to be adopting uh, energy storage technology uh, more broadly. But Amped Energy specifically, you know, we know what we're good at. We know what we want to be better at, uh, and that's in construction and real estate.
All right. Thank you very much for that, Brandon. Appreciate your time. Brandon Ng, co-founder and CEO of Amped Energy. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.